Hey, Troy. Yeah. You know, it sucks. Um, vacuum cleaners? Yes, but shopping for trucker's insurance sucks. Okay. You know what sucks more? What? Not having any. Any what? Trucker's insurance. Oh, okay. But you can save up to 40%. Want to know how? How? Call 800-347-5373 and let the trucking insurance experts at Rev help you get the coverage you need. Rev specializes in providing insurance of all types to small fleet owners and independent owner operators, whether local, short haul, or long haul. Rev insurance can get you covered at a price that fits your budget from liability, damages, and cargo to workman's compensation and surety bonds. Rev has your back while you're out there on the road. Call 800-347-5373 or visit www.revinsurance.com. That's R-E-V-I-N-S-U-R-A-N-C-E.com. Again, the number is 800-347-5373. Nice. You know what sucks even more? What? Not calling Rev. True. Attention all truckers, it's Troy with Talk CDL. If you're looking for a new job, check out NCI. Their phone number is 844-311-7076. Company has every benefit. They have the best equipment, all nice late model Kenworth T680s. They offer company, lease, solo, teams, They've got everything and very, very steady income. If you're interested, call 844-311-7076. Check out NCI today and tell them Talk CDL sent you over there. Thank you. All right, let's call Corey in, looks like Utah. Welcome to Talk CDL, Corey. Uh, I guess you had messaged the page earlier today, and you had some things you want to talk about. Something about you are in trucking, the uh, trucking insurance industry. Is that what it is? That's correct, huh? Okay. 801, what is that? Uh, Salt Lake City? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, most of Utah up until a few years ago, but I'm, I'm sort of right near Salt Lake City. Okay. So now... Uh, so you sell, basically, you sell trucking insurance, or are you a trucking insurance expert? What, what, what do you do? It's a good question. So the, the short answer is we, we sell uh, trucking insurance. We're, we're a specialist agency that really only focuses on the, the trucking industry. Uh, that's my, you know, kind of short answer. The bigger answer is that I, I come from a CDL background, had a CDL license, worked for a large carrier in the training and safety department. And so this was, for me, a good way to leverage some of that experience while still being in the industry. So that's kind of my background a little. Who was the big company you worked for? It's a, it was a, a company here in Utah, uh, England. I hesitate to say the name because of the the reputation. That's right. But, <laughs> but I was one of the good ones. I was one of the good ones. Yeah. I mean, you know, in, in all honesty, all your big companies, they're all going to have a worse reputation than smaller ones, you know, because there's more people. People wonder sure. why Swift has more accidents because they have 23,000 trucks. They have more than everybody right. else. So it's just a numbers game. So so go ahead, Corey. What, what, what exactly... Uh, I, I was reading a little bit about what you said, which wasn't a whole lot. Uh, it's something about... Um, some of the things that 
companies miss or drivers miss what what they should be I'm, I'm taking it what they should be uh, insuring themselves for or, or talk to us. So there's, there's a couple things. Um, and this is all just by way of kind of like when it rains, it pours. This, these are some of the issues I've been seeing lately that have been really costly for, for some of my clients and it's, they're avoidable. And, that, and that's why I wanted to kind of talk about it, get some of the things out there so that people can start talking about it as a long-term game, as opposed to, oops, something happened, I'm already kind of in, in hot water, kind of screwed. Um, I, I have a client right now who, just within the last couple of years, his his total losses for his insurance policies are, are, are up around $250,000, $275,000. Not a single accident. What's happening is vehicle maintenance is becoming more of an issue. So because uh, some lack of vehicle maintenance, he had some vehicle fires, um, total loss on the vehicle, total loss on the cargo. I mean, it's it's those type of things. And pre and post trip are so easy, right? Those are the things that people talk about. But it's, it's really more than that. Um, vehicle maintenance programs, uh, my agency has a couple that we, that we can share. Uh, but vehicle maintenance programs are costing people money by not having them in place, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Let's let's talk about pre-trip and post-trip for a second. Um, you know, we we actually we have a uh, a source in uh, Indiana, a uh, a trooper that sends us inspections. He's actually a real positive kind of guy. He's real big on maintenance and you know preventative stuff. And one of the things that I've taken notice over the years, and, and if I'm just I'm just gonna be honest, I, I I've driven for many years myself. You don't see even half the drivers getting out and doing a walk around a pre-trip. And you're right. I mean, the littlest things can cause a lot of cost a lot of money to a trucking company or even to an owner operator that doesn't tighten, check seals, check everything. There's a lot of things that can happen to a driver that costs him and the company money just by not doing their walk arounds. Yeah, and that's that's one of those things where I I, I just want to kind of hit my head against the wall because you know take the take the five ten minutes it it takes now so that you can save yourself i mean we've been trying to get you know reasonable quotes for this guy for for a month now and it all could have been avoided so but yet another thing in relation to this that that we're seeing is people are uh and, and it's just something not everybody does right but when they do a pre-trip, it's they're just checking boxes. You know, they're not getting down there. They're not checking, really, like you said, the seals. They're not seeing what's going on. And we have companies that just, they're going to have to close their doors because of insurance costs, and, and it's avoidable. And so that's that's what our agency is trying to do, is not just insure people, but kind of grow the, the knowledge and, and grow the understanding. And so... Down the road, you know, it's it's like being the, the pilot versus the parachute. You know, do you want to react to what's happened or do you want to prevent it, be in control, that sort of thing? We had uh, Trooper Hoover just sent us a, a video the other day. I believe half of the lug nuts on one of the wheels were missing on one of inspe- his inspections. And it was ironic because i just seen where a driver lost his wheel, you know, yeah. on, in a video. And... Now, just imagine how much money there if he actually would have done a walk around. And I've, look, I, I, again, I'll say it. I've driven for many years. 
I've gotten up and, you know, I'll do a walk around. Or, you know, you're just sitting there doing paperwork and you'll see drivers come out. You know, they'll get up, they'll go in, take a shower, whatever the case is. They'll come out and they'll not do one walk around. And it, I'll tell you what, even though, and, and, and one of the issues I think that you have, Corey, more than anything with just about anybody. If How old are you first off, Corey? I'm 33. Okay, so you're, you're young, but but I don't know if your parents ever taught you. Like, like when I was a kid, most of our parents said, no, you're going to get out, you're going to get a freaking job, and you're going to pay for your own car. That way you're going to respect that car. Well, the kids that their parents handed them everything, they didn't respect that car for crap, man. They abused it. They didn't change the oil. They didn't do nothing. The person that actually worked for it was the one that actually was doing the maintenance. And so what you have here is you have... And I'm not putting all drivers down. You know, I'm a big driver advocate. But you have drivers that don't do their pre-trips. And the reason they don't, because they don't own it. They don't give a flying rat's ass because they don't own the vehicle. Therefore, it's not a big deal to them whether, you know, if something gets fixed or it doesn't. I was sitting in Chicago one day. And uh, myself and another owner, we were sitting there at a terminal, and a driver came in that was driving for an owner-operator. And he said to us, he said, the truck's been overheating since, since um, Ohio. He said the light was coming on. And then he looked at us, he goes, but I made it here. I made it. I'm thankful, so thankful. Yeah. And we're like, why the hell didn't you stop and get it yeah. checked? You know, that's the attitude. And you know what, that leads exactly kind of circling back to this gentleman's scenario, right? He, he's a fleet owner. It, it's it got about five, six trucks in it. It's He's doing overall well, and that's the thing that's heartbreaking. CSA scores look good. Inspections never have any issues when, when the good ones are getting inspected, right? The bad ones, unfortunately, didn't get caught. But they were leased on, so he bears the cost of those losses so that vehicle he just the guy goes on to a new company gets a new vin when the insurance pays out and that guy that was leased on doesn't it doesn't follow him at all because it's on that other guy's insurance and so there's there's kind of a problem there because he not only does he not care what happens but those payouts don't follow him for for all he knows when he goes to start a brand new company the insurance company has no way of knowing that his vehicle caused thousands of dollars of claims. Well, and so go ahead. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead. No, no, you go. You, well, what I was going to say is, you know, unfortunately, people don't realize also that the crap starts at the top. Okay, you can be a fleet owner and blame your drivers all you want, but that that also goes back to you too. You know, as the fleet owner or the trucking company owner, you need to be you need to be more involved. And and I'll tell you, one of my suggestions would be this. If, if you're having problems with guys not doing their pre-trips and, and, and reporting things that are wrong that need to be fixed that you could have caught and saved a lot of money, put, put an incentive out there. You know, uh, every time you come in, that if your, your inspections match when I, I'm going to reinspect the truck when it comes in, and if it matches, I'm going to pay you a, a penny a mile for, you know, all your miles for the quarter, whatever the case is. That way we can keep up with, with preventative maintenance. I mean, there's a way to beat that by getting people involved, but you as the leader also have to be involved. You can't just blame everybody under you. 100%. And, and our, our agency sees that as a problem, right? And so what we've done is we have a vehicle uh, maintenance program, essentially, that we're rolling out so that the owner, because like you're right, I mean, he's sitting at home or he's driving a truck himself. He sometimes just got to take the driver's word for it that he inspected it. 
right? Um, but what we're, we're installing is a way for them to get the actual real-time inspection reports. Um, it, we're still in development on it, but we think that that's something that they can do to involve themselves, not just wait and not just put all the onus on the driver, you know, get yourself involved because that's the biggest difference between companies that are long-term successful versus companies that get in, make money, uh, or try to make money, I should say, and then get out of the industry in a few years. The guys that are in there for the long term are the ones that invest not only their time and their money, but also they're emotionally invested, making sure that, hey, I'm I'm not going to make I'm not just going to make this something I do short term. They're there for the long haul, and those guys are the ones that really can make the change in the in the industry as a whole from from where I'm seeing. So you just said you were trying to implement some kind of a new program for inspections, or did I did I mishear that? Not not for inspections, but for pre and post trips. Um, we have a management system that you can see all your vehicles, make sure they're insured properly. You can check the coverages at any time. Not just a certificate. You can see what actual vehicles are on your policy, what drivers, that sort of thing. But on there, it's through our we'll call our Genesis platform they'll be able to see any inspections that they do pre and post trip and they can follow up. They can say, Hey, I noticed that you're on the road, but you didn't send your pre-trip inspection report. What's what's going on so that those issues that can be prevented are getting prevented, but more importantly, you have buy-in from the owner. As you mentioned, it's not, it's not just the driver's fault. There's gotta be a top down approach. Yeah. I'll tell you something. I was talking to a big carrier the other day and uh, they they had a driver that just, you know, had an accident. And uh, another friend of mine uh, that had a uh, two two uh, DOT recordables in the last two weeks and we were talking, you know, one of the things that I said to him and, and he agreed, I said, look, if I was the safety guy at your company every day, there would be a Qualcomm message that said, hey, the public is videoing you. Don't act like a dumbass, okay? You know, drive sensible. Everybody's got you on film. Well, you know, what's what's to stop a company also to send out a message every day about doing your pre-trip and your post-trip? Make sure, I'm going to tell you something. You, should, you guys should implement what Trooper Hoover does. He's got so many nifty little tricks that this guy's an expert. He's a DOT officer. And he shows people what he looks for in maintenance. And one of his big things, he calls it the dry, powdery rust. If you see a trail of rust, something's loose. I never realized that, to be honest with you. And I know how to work on things. Well, every time you look under a vehicle, if you see a little trail of rust uh, running down uh, the side of something, if you follow that, you'll, you'll find something that's loose in your vehicle that would normally get you, you know, a failure on an inspection. So there's just so many things... But keeping people remind, it may sound cliche, it may sound corny, okay? But the more you remind people, the more they're going to do it. And and look, I'm one of those guys that needs to be reminded all the time. That's absolutely correct. And, you know, as you are mentioning, the, the Qualcomm message, the message is going out daily. Um, that's a great thing. And, and that's something we should look at implementing. And so there's real-time messaging, something like that, so that these guys are getting their info. And not only the info, but... The reminders; those are things that that don't happen enough. I, I'm like you. If I don't get reminded on something, my wife would tell you, right? If if she's not reminding me, nothing gets done. So it's okay, but somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to take that responsibility. And and look, 
look at, I mean, tr- truck drivers are people. You know, you, you get up in the morning and maybe you're running late and, oh, wow, I got to be there for my appointment. Oh, I don't want to get behind. Oh, blah, blah. I got a million things. And therefore, what's the easiest thing to skip? The pre-trip, you know? Right. Uh, mark it down that you did it. And go, I mean, I'm not going to lie, man. When I was a driver, I there was times where I skipped it. But realistically, in the long run, okay, in the long run, it will cost you. And then the worst thing in the world is regret because what, what people do, they'll they'll do something They'll skip it. They'll skip it. They'll skip it, and then they'll, then one day it'll backfire on them, and then they're saying to themselves, "Crap, why didn't I take the ten minutes or the fifteen minutes to walk around?" And I'll tell you something else: in the winter time, winter's coming. Who wants to get out and walk around in the ice and the snow and do a pre-trip? I'm going to fly through it. We need to learn how to discipline ourselves as truck drivers. Drivers that are listening, you guys are the professional. Go ahead, Corey. Yeah, and in. In addition to being the professional, you're not only that, but people expect you to be that. I mean, it's what people expect out of you, which is the tough thing, right? It's tough to, to bear that black eye and wear that black eye all the time. But really, you can't trust us. You know, I, I say us because I, I, you know, I drive a four-wheel vehicle. You can't trust us. And so those things that you do, and I say you, I'm talking obviously to the drivers, make the biggest difference in your industry and you know one of the other things that we're seeing is not having uh, a written safety policy in force even from from one truck one truck to a hundred you know having a written safety policy uh, and it doesn't even have to be a big deal but having a written safety management program gives you those guidelines because it's it's kind of tough if you're flying by the seat of your pants you know, did i did i text the guy did i call him did i do this having it written having it in force gives you the check boxes gives you what you need to do to remind yourself you know we're talking about being reminded mm-hmm. having that in your hand is sometimes the only way you can do it because a business owner a lot of times doesn't have someone looking over his shoulder that's one of the benefits of being a business owner is that you don't have everybody in your business well maybe except for the trucking industry right that's probably the only one where everybody's always in your business but having a written program gives you that that roadmap to remind yourself to do the things you need to do so i wonder what the industry on negligence is costing itself when you really think about like you just said this guy cost him $250,000 and he never had one accident it was all preventable maintenance that and, and you said there was a vehicle fire how do you, do you know exactly how that was preventable or do you just know that it was there was it, some... was, it was a trailer or the brakes the the brakes locked up oh okay um, but he but he had they were out of spec is what they they found because the driver just didn't check them for forever and so they just i mean that's what as he told me of course i'm i'm second you know degree here but that's what he told me right on, on at least one of them yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's understandable. How many trucks does that guy have? I think he's up to six. Okay. And you think he's, and so now, so you're saying because of all those claims, even though you didn't have an accident, your insurance company is going to drop him? Is that what you're saying because, well, because with, of that? He's with, uh, he, he's coming to us. We're not the, the incumbent. He's, he's coming to us because he just needs help. Uh, he, his current agent has basically told him there's nothing I can or will do for you. So he's coming to us and saying, Hey, let me, 
let me get with you guys here here's my info see what you can do um our our guy our, we're not going to drop him like if, if that was us we would do everything we could to put him with another company or keep his you know keep the lights on so to speak so you know let's dig into this for a second i, I got a question about the insurance part so let's say i own a trucking company right and um, there's a deductible, obviously, but let's say you come in and and like somehow they proved that this guy was negligent on checking brakes or whatever the case is, and so the fire was basically their fault. Does the insurance company now not pay out because of negligence? Does is that like a a a default? It's it's one of those things where it's tough to prove. So you can say, oh, this is negligence. Normally, insurance policies don't don't protect wear and tear, but they do protect against like fire, uh, hail, deer, you know, those sorts of things they can run into. And so it's, it's always one of those things where it's tough to prove. And generally it, it sides with them because fire is covered, but no, generally speaking, if, if there is clear negligence, then, then it gets a little more hairy. Generally speaking though, liability policies will pay out these other policies are a little bit tougher, a little bit more wordy. Okay. But but still, if they can prove negligence, then they probably wouldn't be paying out on a claim, right? They would do their best to not pay. That's for dang sure. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, you can't blame them. No, of course. I mean, that's the thing. And I'm not, I, I you know, I, I, I hate to demonize the insurance carriers because, of course, they're there to provide a service. But ultimately, they want to make money just like the trucking companies want to make money. And so there's a middle ground where we have to kind of meet in the middle, mm-hmm. right? Yes, they, they want to make money, but the people don't realize that this guy's claims and these issues, his premium for, you know, three or four vehicles at the time does not equal the payout of the claims. So that insurance carrier lost money of that. Right. right? So they have, they have two ways to go about this, they can surcharge his premium, but only at a certain point, the, the guy's not going to be able to pay. Or they can make everybody else pay a little bit more. Um, but then it goes to more than just a little bit because now you have a bunch of these things coming up with a bunch of different companies. Mm-hmm. So that the industry cost, it gets spread out. But since 2013, the insurance rates have gone up. I can't remember the last number, but it's like seven to ten percent, something like that, just for the trucking industry. So you know, a company was paying ten thousand before; they're going to be paying like eleven, twelve, something like that now, because of these preventable accidents, or excuse me, preventable claims, more or less. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, um, so you said what? What was the the time frame on that two hundred fifty thousand dollar loss? Was that a three year period? It's well, so it was over two claims. One is, I uh, think they're both vehicle fires. I, I am a little fuzzy on one of the details on one of them, still trying to get all that info. Um, but it was over the course of the last two two years. Well, well okay, so, so think about this. I don't mean to cut you off, but now just think about these numbers. Let's say you're giving, uh, of course, on my ingenious suggestion, you're giving a driver a penny a mile to turn in. Uh, inspections and to really stay on top of it and 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 you have the incentive going and so now you're talking let's just say they ran each a hundred thousand miles a year okay that's a total of six thousand dollars times three years they would have paid out eighteen thousand dollars in in incentives but instead they paid out two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in negligence is that correct 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's one way to look at it for sure. I mean, the, the bigger picture is the preventable side of it is always going to cost less. And that's one of the points we're ultimately making is right. prevention costs less. And But you're absolutely right. Taking that huge chunk, making the insurance pay or having the insurance pay out, is far going to be paid for time and time again by those little things you do, incentives. Um, you know, I often tell people, you know, like have a safety bonus and, and have a, you know, on-time service bonus. You know, if, if those two things don't work together, you know, pick one. You've got to do something. And I always err on the side of safety, right? Because that's the one thing that is more manageable than people, I think, give it credit for. At the end of the day, you can't you can't dictate what loads are on the boards. You can't dictate what they're going to pay you. You can dictate how much your insurance costs in a lot of ways by preventing things that are going to make you unappealing to those carriers. And, and unfortunately, in the industry, there's really two carriers, types of carriers, I should say, preferred and substandard. It's just like loans, right? You go get a loan. If your credit's great, they're going to give you the best rate. If you have, you know, bumps and bruises, you're going to have a tougher time getting a competitive rate. It's the same way in trucking insurance. The difference is you got some issues on your safety and your loss runs don't look good. You're going to go subprime. If you've looked good, you know, you might have a better chance of getting a more competitive rate. <laughs> it's kind of funny how you say there's, there's two kind. You have preferred. And what was the other one? Uh, I think it said subprime or substandard. So, sorry, I can't yes, so this past week, a rather large carrier, not not in the top ten, but a, a, a decent sized carrier, bought a company of eighty five trucks. And it's amazing because, obviously, now that mother company is is going to be insuring, or to be under their insurance, they had to let go ninety percent of the drivers, out of those eighty five trucks. Um, so half these guys had like literally recent DUIs in the last two, three years, drug failures, multiple DOT recordable accidents. I mean, it was just amazing. Uh, how do I know this? Cause I've, you know, got a lot of friends with the other trucking companies in that area. And so these, this company that got bought out, now you've got about 70 some truck drivers who are out of job because they don't qualify because the insurance company with the mother company is not going to take them. And it's amazing how that 85 truck company has been getting by with hiring drivers that are, you know, two, three major accidents, uh, recent DUIs, all this stuff that is a, a pattern. And I would guess that might not even make subprime. You know, we have... <laughs> It's, it's funny you bring that up because we, we have carriers that they, they go back generally three years, right, mm. on the MBR. There are some carriers that say, oh, you know what, you got a speeding ticket once, you know, 29 months ago, you're out, right? Then there are other carriers that are a lot more lax. And it's interesting because the carriers that are a lot more lax, the carrier, or excuse me, the customers that are with them are clients. Um they're generally having bigger issues because of the things you're mentioning. They have DUIs, they have speeding tickets, they have accidents, but they think to themselves, oh, we'll just take them on and cross our fingers. 
and that's that's one of the mentalities in the industry that needs to to change for these, some of these companies is they just can't they've got to incentivize people to to go the right direction and constantly improve and it's just it's it's scary out there that there are companies like that that are willing to take people on like that but you know people got to eat right so some somebody's got to hire them Corey, last year uh, um a company called Green Tree Logistics in Minnesota hired a driver named Jack Satterfield. I've mentioned this guy a million times on the show. The guy goes into New Jersey, does five double shots of margaritas and drinks a few beers, goes into Pennsylvania and kills, I think, five people, okay, in, in Harrisburg. Just, you know, comes in to stop traffic and just barrels through and kills a bunch of people. They find out a week later that... When Green Tree hired him, the guy didn't even have a CDL. Or he, he, I'm sorry, it was it was a suspended CDL. So, I mean, again, I'm not here to judge the company, but here's a here's a like you said, here's a company that said, okay, let's just take a chance. You know, when you get that desperate to to haul freight, and you don't, didn't do your due diligence, it's you know that's that's like uh, processing 101. The first thing you need to know is, does the guy even have a CDL and is it valid? I mean, it's clear right on there. So somebody messed up first off when they hired the guy. And obviously I think the guy had a really bad background to begin with. Also, he just got, I think 68 years in prison and, and here's the kicker. Green tree shut down. They're no longer in business and they were in business for quite a long time. So, so let me ask you then what, I mean, when I'm talking to my guys, you've got a lot of experience. Tell me something that, that I can tell them that, that maybe I'm not thinking about because of your experience on the other side of it. What do you mean? Tell you what? Just, I mean, we, we, we hear on our side, all the, oh, this is what it costs me. This is what it costs. Uh, but from a, a driver management standpoint, being where you are and have been, what can we, what can we impart as far as wisdom when it comes to hiring or whatever for, for our guys so we can kind of pass the buck and, and, and get them to up their standards as well. Well, being like green tree. Well, here's the problem. Okay. Um, it's, it's a fight for drivers and that's, that's the issue. Um, the, the best thing you can do, I'm going to tell you something. The good companies never have a problem getting a driver. The ones that actually pay their drivers and give them decent equipment and really try to work with the driver. Those companies seriously don't have a problem. It's your companies that are tightwads, okay, that are are trying to uh, pay less, okay? And, uh, and don't get me wrong. Like you said, everybody's trying to make a buck. I don't fault anybody for their profit. But, but if, you're, if you're sitting with 20 trucks down and now you're in desperate mode so you'll take anybody that really doesn't qualify, you have nobody to blame but yourself. You might want to rethink you know, what you're doing for your drivers in, in, in that respect. Um, it, it's just a, it's just a matter of time till that stuff catches up to everybody. I got a question for you. Yep. Um, truck speed. Some companies are 62, some 65, some 70. Is it, is it, is it truly an incentive, uh, to get a better rate? If a, if a company, uh, keeps their truck speed down do 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 they get discounts from insurance companies i'll tell you this the answer short is yes every not every but most of our carriers want to know if the trucks are governed and at what speed uh it's it's simple physics right if i'm 
capable of going 70 miles an hour. If there's something that comes up, that 70 miles an hour can, can be a lot worse than 60 miles an hour. So, so there is some benefit. It's, it's how much is, is really dependent on the carrier. It's not the biggest underwriting factor, but it is a factor for sure. Okay. And so, and also if a trucking company says, okay, you need 24 months of experience versus another company that you're insuring that, that takes a driver with six months, the 24 month carrier is going to get a better rate also. Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I, I just want to confirm it. I've never actually really spoke with uh, somebody in, in the insurance part of the trucking. Yeah, the, 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 the real sweet spot is anything over three years because then you qualify for every kind of prime company, right? Good companies that are looking for drivers. They want minimum of three. There's some risk retention groups out there and some other companies that want, you know, 10 years experience. Um, we, we don't have a lot of those in the industry. Most of them are pretty okay with about three years. Two to three years is kind of where they, they want you to be. Yeah. So now think about this. If you're a trucking company, and, and and let's just talk about pay for a second. Let's say you're offering the average pay, okay? But let's say you only need six months of experience. But then you say, let's take one of these guys that say, we want the really good insurance rate, so we're going to tell drivers they've got to have three years of experience to come here. But on the other side of the coin, they're only offering the same rate as the company that's willing to take a six-month driver, you see, they want the good rate, but they don't want to pay out. So therefore, they make it harder on themselves to find the driver that is going to really realistically be a good driver, a safe driver, one that's going to do his pre-trips and his maintenance and everything. So, you know, you really, it's a battle we face. I understand that. But if you want the better ones, you're going to have to, I, you're going to, have to step up. And it's not always about money, but realistically, it does come down to that, yes. Um that's that's what I would say. You know, if you, I'm sure I'm sure that's a struggle your people already know about, anyways. Yeah, I, I, the company that I worked for before, there was really two issues. It came down to to how much they paid and how they treated drivers. Those are the two things that I see are the two biggest reasons why a driver looks elsewhere: pay and treatment. You know, am I getting my home time? All those things that go into it. Um, and then I'm going to talk about just the financial side for just a second. By contrast, if you're doing that six-month guy, you're probably going to be paying, I mean, I don't even like saying the number because it like gives me sticker shock each time. But I'll give you an example, one guy I had. His one truck with six months of experience was uh, about 22000 24000 something like that. A year? Yeah. 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 Same truck same model same everything guy with three years of experience it came down to 17.5 which is still a lot right don't get me wrong but it's the industry yeah but that two and a half years of experience saved the guy what you know four and a half thousand dollars five thousand or six thousand whatever it was so with that if you're saving yourself some insurance you should be able to hire better drivers. And it's sort of like the catch 22. I got to get the good insurance to pay my guys better. I got to hire the guys with better experience so that I can get the good insurance. I get it. It's not easy. Um, but ultimately that should be your goal as a, as a business owner, as it relates to the insurance, you're going to save yourself a ton of money in the long run. 
both in losses and then also just strictly premium. It's going to be better for you with that three years, but you got to shell out. You got to pay. You got to do what you got to do, and that's make it right with the driver. Make sure you're paying them what they what they're really worth. Well, the one thing that my advice to any small company that's looking to grow would be grow very slow. You know, um, to to grow fast means you're going to have to hire what you can. To grow slow and 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 build your business correctly, you have to find the right drivers. And, you know, I'll tell you, the, the really good companies don't even have to advertise for drivers. Drivers are actually already waiting for an opening in those companies. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a battle that everybody's been trying to solve in trucking. But, you know, the one thing that we're up against, it's trucking, you know. Um, talk about a job. I mean, what, is, what does the average trucker make? It's under 50000 believe it or not, which is terrible. And they're gone two to four weeks, two to four weeks at a time, just to bring home maybe eight hundred, nine hundred, a thousand, and and the better ones probably eleven, twelve hundred clear. But you're not home. I mean, you literally see your family on less than thirty days of the year if you really do the math. It's terrible. So, really, are you really making good money? Fifty thousand, even if you're making sixty thousand, is that really good money to see your family thirty days out of the year? And that's really, that's the, the issue more than anything that people have to solve. Even a trucker that goes out for five, six days at a time. You know, if most guys, they're out on the road thinking that, that they're old ladies at home with the UPS man. You know, it's, it, it is what it is. You know, we're human beings. So you're away from your family. Your kids are crying. They miss you. Mama misses you. You're putting up with all kinds of crap. And I don't care how much you're making, drivers are going to quit. So it's... Trying to solve that for your clients, it's, 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 I'm telling you, man, you just need to find that one special guy that is a true truck driver that just needs to be out there. And they're out there, you know, few and far between, but when, yeah, those, those guys are the ones that keep the industry up. It's like, you know, baseball being passed from father to son. Those are the guys that pass the industry along, you know, the ones that really love it and, we wish I wish we had more of those, you know, quite honestly. It's it's those guys that get it and want to do it, and not just because it's a job, but because they, they view it as their calling, right? And that's what they were born to do. Oh, yeah. And, and, and those guys, are, you know, like you said, few and far between, but down. You know, I never I told any— There were more of them. I never really said this on the show because it's really nothing I really ever paid attention to, but the more you're saying that— on the Talk CDL Facebook page, you know, it's a rather large page of, of, of truckers following us. But we get we get even emails and messages from kids that are 17 and 18 that are, that are telling us that they want to be a trucker. And that's what they're going to be doing when they're 21. They can't wait. It's like their dream. So, yeah, you're right. There are people that do have that calling. And they're definitely the ones that, you know, I really enjoy. Because, you know, it's, I, it's like something I've been doing my whole life also. And, you know, it's it's all about mentoring. You know, the industry really needs more positive thinking with everybody. You know, if we all do our part, we can we can make it better for insurance, for drivers, for, for all kind of things. But it takes a lot of encouragement and more positive. You know, one of the things that we see more on on social media and even when when I was, you know, on the CB is a lot of ignorance. You know, you get a lot of people out there that are are more uh, insecure and want to start more BS in the industry than rather 
hey, you see somebody broke down, get out and help them instead of filming them. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You see a guy backing up, help the guy instead of, you know, you, you could see he's about to back into a car and you're filming it instead of stopping him. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. you, you could have prevented an insurance claim there. You know, so, and, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of good drivers out there, but there's an equal part of idiots also that shouldn't really be truck drivers. And that's why insurance is always going to be where it's at. Think about this. You say $22,000, right, for a six-month guy, seventeen five for a, a guy with three years' experience. What, what's, the possible, what's the possible payout, you know what I mean, in the millions if these guys right. wreck in certain ways, hit a whole freaking school bus? I mean, you might as well hand your, your trucking company over to, that, to, the, to that, those families. So $20,000 a year for somebody to be insured is not a lot compared to the damage they can actually do, if you think about that. 100%. Yeah, it's it's relative. All things are relative. And that's that's one that, that, you know, we need to make sure people understand is that there's a major risk. And, and insurance care machines are there to make money, but they have a huge risk. They're, they're burdened with that payout that they've got to do if something goes wrong. So they're trying to get what they need out of it while still trying to get the balance and it's it's not easy it's kind of tough for me to be in the middle because i've seen it both sides yeah i want i want a trucker to be able to make the money he deserves and that's one thing i always say is they don't make the money they deserve first and foremost well and a guy wants to live his dream but the insurance company's got to make sure that they can be there for the next guy that wants to live his dream the only way they do that is by paying you know making them pay insurance rates yeah i i mean i agree um but I will tell you this, like I'm, I'm out of Florida, okay, and, and this is a different type of insurance. We have a big thing down here, windstorm. I'm sure you, you've heard of that. Um, and uh, I couldn't tell you how many insurance companies screwed people out of claims when hurricanes come. But before the hurricane came, they were the ones sitting there saying, we're the good hands people. We're the people that love you. We're there for you when you need us. And you know what? As soon as a couple hurricanes come through, they're wanting to go to uh, Iowa where there's no hurricanes or any hard, real major places. We want to we wanna only insure the people we can get make money on that's never going to need us versus the people that really do need us. I have a problem with insurance companies on that part of it. You know what I'm saying? Versus the ones that – and don't get me wrong. The insurance company we have – Whenever there's a hurricane coming, they send us an email saying, hey, don't worry, we're behind you. If something happens, we've got your back. They're pretty cool, but I've seen a bunch of these guys screw people over, too, when they were already making money. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's just like fires in Southern California, right? Every, you know, They say, here, get your fire insurance with us, and then a wildfire comes through, and now everybody's getting canceled. They're non-renewing. Policies are getting shut down. Insurance companies are leaving the state. All those things happen. And, and you're right. It's it's tough because the insurance companies a lot of times are like, look, man, we took a bath on that. We, we lost a ton of money, uh, and we we got to get out if we can. And, and that's tough because, I, again, I see it from both sides. They need to make sure that they're available for not just this, you know, area, but this area too. And sometimes it's – it's tough. I mean, I, I don't, I'm glad I'm not in that position because I would have a tough time doing that saying, all right, sorry, saying, all right, you know, good luck finding insurance. I mean, it's, it's tough. The insurance industry is one that, that 
gets kind of a bad rap sometimes and rightfully so uh, mm-hmm. on occasion but ultimately the, the big deal with insurance is they're they're letting you pay them money in some ways so that they can be there and pay out a huge claim if it happens we hope it never happens of course but it's it's tough, man. They always seem like the bad guy. And sometimes I agree 100%. There are times where I'm like, yeah, you're the bad guy here. But, I mean, it's a weird. Insurance companies remind me of casinos, okay? <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't build a billion-dollar casino if they weren't making $2 billion. And insurance companies wouldn't wouldn't be collecting all that money and paying out. And they already know that what they're going to be paying out. And they already, most of them are prepared for disasters and, and big payouts. But... A lot of them uh, don't really realize it that it's really coming until it does, and then they're trying to screw people over. So you know, it's like the good truckers and the bad truckers. We're ToxyDL. We're so much of a, a good trucker advocate, you know. But if if you got one of these truck drivers out there that are texting and driving and acting like an idiot, we're not on their side. Just like I'm never going to be on most insurance companies' sides. But when when they do pay out, <laughs> you, you're praising them. You know what I mean. So it's it's a, yeah. a love hate thing. Believe it. I agree. I mean, it's like you said, it's love hate, and and I I have to love more than I hate in this case, but I I, I see it. <laughs> I feel it too. You know, it's tough sometimes. My grandfather was born at the turn of the century, and he said nobody had insurance when he was when he was a young man. He said if you if you if you ran your car off the road into somebody's chicken fence, he said you know what you did. You came back the next day and and repaired his chicken vents. He said that's the way it worked. People, nobody was getting screwed. Now I do understand you get some somebody negligent that kills somebody or maims somebody or puts them in a hospital. Which, you know, speaking of insurance, look at the the BS with these hospitals. I mean, I I can't even understand insurance. The bullshit. Okay, Corey. When I'll, I'll give you an example. My dad was passed out on a dock because of uh, a dehydration one day. They called me. They said, hey, we, we pulled his wallet out. We got, we got an ambulance coming. Uh, your, your number's in here. I, I, I went up. I made them take him to the hospital. He was in, he was in for so many hours. They, they you know, gave him uh, IV, and uh, they rehydrated him. I forget, the bill was like $30,000, right? Jeez. Now, yeah. listen to this. He walked in the next day, and he said, listen, I do not have insurance. There is, he said, I do not have insurance. There's no way I can pay this bill. How much cash would you take? They took $2,500. Now, t- they took less than 10%, yeah. but they were willing to stick it right up the insurance company's ass, and, and, and then the insurance company, well, they would have fought with them and worked it down. I understand that, but they still would have paid a lot more than the cash that they wiped it clean on him. Now, yep. how is that possible? How see you see where the insurance companies and 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 hospitals have taken this industry to where everybody's getting screwed. It all comes down to one thing: lawyers, loopholes, and lawsuits. The three L's, and that's really why insurance is up our gazoos, man. It's it. You won't get any disagreement with you know from me on that one. It, it's true that especially the healthcare industry. The insurance there is is so messed up. I mean, my my dad right works in that industry, and uh, you know he's he's said times like it's it's a, it's amazing that an ibuprofen can cost as much as it does. 
right? When you can buy a bottle at the grocery store for, you know, one one hundredth the cost or a tenth the cost of of what the insurance companies or the healthcare and the insurance companies want to pay for it. It's just an interesting, you know, the, the insurance companies are are kind of sometimes dealing in, in, in gray area as it relates to that. But, you know, they're they're doing what the industry dictates. And, I, you know, I hope to see a change for sure. It's 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 tough. Yeah, you, not everybody has insurance yet. Everybody's got health care needs. It's tough to, to see where it should be. Yeah. Well, listen, man, Corey, I'm actually over a little bit over what we normally do. I, I try not to go this far because of editing. But, um, hey, man, you can come back on the show again if you want to. If you got other parts of the insurance industry with trucking, you know, uh, truck drivers, you know, love to get educated on this stuff. Um, you know, this I think this pod really is more for probably your small fleets and small trucking and even up to your large trunk, trucking companies. Uh, if you see and this is my advice to anybody out there. You you just heard Corey. Corey, what's your last name? It's Nieves. The, the, it's Nancy Indigo Echo Victor Echo Sierra. So Corey Nieves. Yep. So you just heard from Corey Nieves. He, he told a story about a trucking company that had six trucks over the last three years. It cost themselves $250,000 in damages and payouts because of negligence and not really keeping up on these vehicles. Um, and the company, okay, did never did not have one single accident to where that was part of that $250,000. So imagine what a six trucking company uh, fleet is doing. Imagine that with 20 trucks, 50 trucks, 100 trucks. You trucking companies that have a couple hundred trucks, you probably don't even realize the little things that are adding up that are costing you unless you have a really good bean counter, you know? So my, my advice, my advice would be, you know, get a, you have safety incentives, you have uh, a fuel bonuses. Okay. Put another penny out there. I would be willing to bet by paying a driver another penny or two to really show you these reports and to really, you know, have good, good inspections. I'll tell you something else real quick. Uh, when when these drivers drop and hook in a yard, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, they'll pick up a truck or they'll drop a truck off and it'll have a flat tire, it'll have lights out, blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't make a report. And then the next guy either has to do it or he picks it up and just drives it the way it is. And it just goes on because somebody thinks it's not their job. If you guys created a, a an incentive, just imagine the money you would actually save and the problems you would actually catch. I guarantee you, from the likes of it, you would save yourself a lot of money. Corey, you got any advice, Corey Nieves? Um, the, as advice goes, the number one thing that I, I, I can tell drivers, especially if you're looking to, to start your trucking company off on the right foot, invest in your drivers. Get the right drivers. Take the time. Do background checks, MVR checks, drug screenings. Do, do everything that you can do. Because uh, that's going to pay dividends. You know, it's going to make your long-term outlook so much better. Uh, start it the right way. Uh, and secondly, take the time to show your drivers that it's not just you're not just there to make money. Invest in them as people. Make sure they've got the tools they need. Get them equipment that you can get them, and just just invest. I mean, it's it's hard to say it like that, but it's invest in what you're doing more than just dollars. 
And and if you're a trucking company owner, start leading better. If you if you got a lot of money going out the door for unnecessary crap, start leading better. You know, there's a lot of trucking companies that have great leaders and then they turn the trucking company over to their sons and daughters or somebody else and they go on vacation a lot and they start, you know, not being there and the trucking company goes downhill real fast. So if you're going to turn your trucking company over to somebody, you better make sure that they're running it the way you would run it also and, and, and run a tight ship. There's my advice on that part of it. And my advice is usually pretty correct. I wish Ruth Ann was here. <laughs> By the way, I, uh, I was kind of hoping, I uh, listened to your podcast, I was looking to hopefully meet both of you, but I'll just have to be the next time around. Yeah, come on again, man. We, we uh, you can, you, you'll meet Ruth Ann, she's usually with me, but we've got some things going on, and Ruth Ann actually, believe it or not, has been sick all week. She uh, was coughing up uh, the old green stuff, therefore, Ruth Ann's not kissing Troy or anything like that, she's... <laughs> She's on antibiotics, and she's got a few other responsibilities tonight. That's why she really couldn't be with us. We had her on last night. We were recording. Actually, we did a recording with a guy last night that uh, had a rollover, and he wanted to come on and tell us, you know, all about it. And she coughed the whole, almost the whole podcast. So there's a lot of editing that's got to go on with that. So, but Corey, man, thanks for coming on. We truly appreciate you. Um, message no us, message us if you got another subject that you really want to touch on in trucking it's got to be trucking with us and uh we'll glad we'll be glad to have you on again brother perfect cool do you mind if i uh just give people where they uh, can reach me if they want to get more info sure leave your number all right cool so my uh my facebook profile is uh trucking insurance pro so you can just find that there Corey nieves trucking insurance professional um but my handle is at trucking insurance pro so pretty easy. Shoot me a message, and we'll answer all your questions. And if if you're even thinking about starting a company, let's let's get you started the right way. Let's talk about the things that'll make the biggest difference for you. There you go, driver. You got somebody to help guide you if you're looking to start a trucking company. Corey, I'm out of here, man. Peace. All right. Have a great day. All right. Praise the Lord. Hey, truck drivers. I want to talk to you real quick about an invention that was invented by a trucker for truckers. It's a tool called Magnus Stop. Basically, if you want to slide your axles hassle-free without needing any help, it's a little four by five inch tool. It utilizes a pin and a magnet. Crazy simple. I'm surprised nobody ever invented it before. Anyways, you merely stop, get out, pull your pin, put your Magnus Stop device in the hole right beside the hole you want it to stop at. Then you either pull forward or you back up. Magnus Stop stops you exactly where you need to be stopped every single time. It's durable. It's very affordable. It's $49.95. If you mention Talk CDL online in the promo code, you get $10 off. So it's now only $39.95 for Talk CDL viewers, which is an awesome, awesome deal. Magnus Stop is the tool you need today, and you can get it at magnastop.online that's m-a-g-n-a-s-t-o-p dot online check it out and let us know here at talk cdl how that product is working out for you thank you oh and it's also free shipping and handling it doesn't get any better than that thank you very much enjoy the show